The camera opens on a masked man. Holding a screwdriver, plunging it into the... Luca, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? delicious incredible d you're way too excited wait, for... wait, wait, wait. D. Hmm? so you're way too excited for the uh the graphic details we're about to share but look i need to ease my way into this i need to make it happy i need to make it light and then i need to leave the same way after i'm traumatized that's the whole goal that's the whole thing we're gonna do today welcome back to what did you do <laughs> <laughs> she's d she said that i'm sure now. <laughs> Um, and we are continuing with the, uh, Luca Magnata profile this week, part two. Yeah. Within two weeks. This is, it's <laughs> the first time I've seen you so suddenly. I know, like, is it um, enough? Do you want more? No, I'm all set. I'm all actually right. all right. Thank um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started off, we left you off last week with, um, with, <laughs> it's not funny. I'm laughing at you. Like, Why? <laughs> we started off last week with uh, Lynn June um, in his ill-fated meeting with Luca Magnata. Now, the, the hard part about this is that we're not entirely sure how Luca Magnata uh, coerced Lord uh, Lynn into his, uh, into his sights, into his clutches, into his apartment. But my guess, my working theory as a queer man, is that it was the gay dating apps that always get you. It was 2012. So. Or Craigslist. This sounds like a Craigslist thing. Do they have Craigslist in Canada? Well, yeah, they do. Craigslist is everywhere. I don't know. I but don't like Craigslist. gay people are also super efficient, and especially lesbians, but <laughs> they are. If you want something done, especially if you're talking about sociopolitical movements, call a black lesbian. Like, they'll get anything moving for you. But I think the, I think it was the apps, because... It's all about immediate self, like, gratification. Like, if you're going to get something done, if you're going to coerce somebody by the means of, like, hey, I need to get some D, um, you're in the area, you're not going to go Craigslist because that's emails, it's back and forth. Grindr, um, I think Jacked was around back then. Uh, yeah. Another Hornet was around in 2012. Like, things like that. Like, immediate messages back and forth. So, if you were Luca McDonald's profile, what would you have on there? I don't know what he would. How tall? He's six feet. So he's probably like, I am like 5'11", maybe 6 feet, hot, <laughs> like DTF. Like, he, I don't know what, what, he's, what, he's, what would he have? I'm trying he, to think. If it was 2018, Luca Magnata, he would, it would probably definitely be say European like, body. Right. No, he'd probably be like, kind of like looking for, looking for right now, um, height, weight, proportionate. No fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks, no Latinos, white only of European descent. Um, I have 5'11", 145, 150 when I'm packing it on, lol. Um, come here now, I can host in my place. Um, safe sex only, I'm trying to live forever. That sounds like that's that would be Luca Magnata's like grinder profile. Absolutely. Then his Jack profile would be like, I've got weed and I've got lube. Who's trying to get fucked? Like, because that's jacked. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Hornet was like the classy one. So he's like, you know, single model here looking for companionship. One night companionship? Maybe. Late night tryst? Probably. Long term? Possibly. Get into it. I'm here and ready to get down. <laughs> well, whatever the case may be, Lunjin definitely fell for it or fell for Unfortunately. that profile. And it's it's unfortunate because Luca Magnata is not charismatic and he's not I, charming. Okay, and they're <laughs> right. And I actually think Lunjin was like attractive. He's good. He was a good looking guy. He was a good, good looking guy. He, was a good like, looking he guy. had it going on. I may bit. have a small like special place in my heart for Asian men, specifically because I feel like they've been desexualized. Yada yada yada. I don't want to get into this the social justice stuff. Listen but, to what about your friends? Yeah, listen to what about your friends every Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but. Like, I don't know if I'm overcompensating for the rest of the world. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I love, I love me. I love me a good looking Asian guy. I, I, I really do. I think, like, I would love, I mean, there are not many of them in Connecticut. Cause I would, I'm probably, I'd probably like link up. I think you need to go to Cali for like good looking. Cali. Cali. 
well, if you were in Montreal and you were like me and you were a globe trotter, you could go find a good looking Asian anywhere. I'm surprised even this is another thing. So well, you this, know what? I have a house. But this, <laughs> but this but this also speaks to like Luca Magnata and his standards of beauty were very Eurocentric. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he chose um the fact that he chose Lynn says a lot. I think because I think he knows what was about to go down. I think this more not, so that because he knows what it was about to go down like this and wasn't like, about to be like i'm sure that he, he well we'll talk about do it do you think i don't think his reach was that like i didn't think he would get that much attention either though we had a whole conversation about i know there's a like bodies a, and what's attractive i know people and, like twinks but like luca magnata would have gotten plenty of play he would, he would still get plenty of play if he looked the way he did in 2012 2018 he, he does Just, not he does not he does not but he would still, he would still get play. Shit, he would still, looking the way he does now, he'd probably still get more play than I do. And it's specifically because it doesn't That's matter. That's unfortunate. We'll talk about, we'll talk about, um, you know, racism and sexual racism, things like that. It's a weird thing, but it's talked about all three. When you talk about serial killers and you talk about, not even, he's not even a serial killer. When you talk about killers and who their prime suspect, prime targets are, um, it, there are a lot of things like there are a lot of implicit biases that go into their victim choice. Like it's not they're not picking people that they love and laud over. They're picking people that they would like to get rid of. Right. So when you're picking off sex workers, if you depends on where you are. If you're picking off sex workers in New York City, there's a good chance those sex workers are of color. If you're picking them off in Oklahoma, there's a good chance that's sadly May June. That's not that's not Tamika. So we right. need to like so there's there's there will talk about it another day. That's gonna be like when we talk about um. I don't know, specific. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of cases where we could talk about it. We probably could. But Lynn June. So Lynn yeah. June gets lured into Luca Magnata's clutches. But before then, about a week prior, a photo shows up on the interwebs. <laughs> That's not funny to me. I'm laughing because I know I, I nervous laugh. <laughs> throughout ner- this whole case <laughs> i nervous giggle when it comes to super graphic things like i'll look at something when i'm by myself like I look through this case i was like oh my god like really bro really this is what we doing out here uh so there was a there was a, a photo that popped up and it just showed you know someone in a purple hoodie their face was covered up in front of a, a Casablanca movie photo. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, uh, it was posted on a discussion board. It kind of just get the conversation going because this is the type of fucking narcissist and type of person Luca Magnata is. So there's a, there's a photo that shows up. And around this time, um, Lin June also goes missing. Right. He doesn't show up for work. Which his is unlike ha- him. Which is, which is unlike him. His just not in his character. Not his character. His friends hadn't heard from him or seen from, or seen him. Uh, and so they started reaching out to his parents in China and his mom, you know, like, this is not like my son to not communicate with us. You know, something has to be wrong. Right. Uh, actually, his boss said up to the time that this happened, he never missed a day of work. That's significant. Like, I'm like, I'm sick. Can't make it. <clears throat> like, he, he never missed a day of work. you know what? He was, there's, some, there's something to be said about, like, Chinese culture and dedication and, um, I don't know, just work ethic. There, there's, right. there's a level of, passion and intensity there that is just not reflected in north right. america True. so bringing that it's just so weird for us to be like man <coughs> look i'm sick and then take a shot as soon as you hang up the phone but <laughs> for june it was just not like him and in the same time frame uh the same day a report shows up on this uh shitty website called <laughs> the ripoff report and we quote i, I should pick a fun voice huh um, yeah. <clears throat> Luca Magnata is an extremely dangerous and sick psychopath. He is incapable of feeling remorse, and he only thinks about situations that benefit himself. He's a sadistic, manipulative psychopath with an IQ of 140. Stop. I was going to say, why would he... Put his whole IQ? Because he wants to seem intelligent. Right. Which makes him even more dangerous. He's so deadly. He's calculating. He's a strategist. Is it 140, like, average? I thought 170 was high. No. Well, 170 is high. 75, 70, uh, no, 75 is the, uh, the base is a line where if you have a, a IQ below 75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. That I know. So if you're 145, you're high, you're highly intelligent. Your intelligent quotient. If you have a, like, most people, I think, have an IQ of, like, 130, 120 to 130. Right, right. Um, and then 145 is high. 170 is, like, genius, genius level. It's, like, right. Mensa genius. Um, he apparently speaks three languages and is educated in psychology and criminal law. He tra- 
Lies. How? Where? Lies, fairy One tales, degree. fallacies. Where? He travels between Moscow, Los Angeles, and New York, and his whereabouts are currently unknown. Psychopaths can appear very charming and look beautiful, but beware they are cunning and highly maniacal. Luca Magnata is a retired mailman. <laughs> he had retired by this point, y'all. And former bisexual. Wait, former bisexual porn star. Bitch, which, right, which, which did which, you reach? Which is a former? Which did you stop doing? Porn or being bisexual? Right. You gotta be a former bi, you gotta be a former porn star. He's a, you, you would start that with, he was a retired bisexual male model and porn star. Boom. Or he was a failed male model and bisexual porn star. <laughs> He is a Tried Ru- to be bisexual star. First of all, Eric Newman. <laughs> he is of <laughs> Russian Italian descent. Born, <laughs> born in Canada. Luca Magnata is known for dating female serial killer Carla Homolka, who murdered three girls with her husband Paul Bernardo. Yet he denies these allegations. So he's setting again, setting up this entire fake world for him. And he's also setting up, he's ramping up. This is him dropping Avengers Infinity War trailers. Like this is <laughs> this is him trying so hard to ramp up attention to get the buzz going on the online world because again get people like us ready. are on the internet reading shit like what's happening who's a psychopath who's it what? Look, who, who can we talk about what? this week so this is where it gets fun because surveillance cameras outside of luca magnata's apartment shows him arriving at luca's apartment building on may 25th my mom's birthday Hmm? That's my mom's birthday. Was it? Yeah. It? yeah no, I'm sorry. May 25th is the day that the uh, the video goes online. Sorry. Right. That's my mom's birthday. Is it your mom's birthday? Well, shout out to your mom. My mom's my my brother's birthday is May 24th. So I mean, all this probably happened around like my right. my niece's birthday is May 18th and no 17th. My nephew's is May 18th. So it probably happened. When we all celebrated birthdays around the same <laughs> time, and which is weird cake. that they were alive at this point too. Right. So I was probably having birthday parties. Birthday while cakes and yeah, we were having. We, I was like, we was eating cake, 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 cake. That's not funny. That's not funny. I was like, I wasn't going there. Okay. So here we are, and it wasn't this video, this disgusting, disturbing graphic brutal stomach churning video this is another one where i had to click all the way forward titled one lunatic one ice pick surfaces online on may 25th you want to describe the video for us and how it starts what what do we see describe paint the scene director d like tell us what we're looking at be a pre-producer in this oh wow because this is i like watching you squirm so (laughs) Last episode, I had to talk about the kitty cats, and I own a kitty cat, and she is part of my life, and I couldn't imagine. But again, she's got it good, because she could have been Luca Magnata's cat, but she's mine, so. Right, so this video runs over 10 minutes long, so too long as it is, and it starts with a New Order song, which I never heard of, but I guess this is playing in the background. I wish it was was just like, (laughs) this is not But What were you saying? What Every song? time I think of like dramatic videos for whatever, and this is so stupid to say out loud because I've never said it out loud. Counting Crows, um, Mr. Jones. And me, the one I Yeah, when I, whenever I think about, okay, so this, whenever I think about like white people in, in movies and things where they're like doing things, just kind of like in passing, there's a montage, it's like, Mr. Jones and me tell each other fairy tales and stir up the That's beautiful. That's literally one of my favorite just, songs. It's so. one of mine. Fa la 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 la. So that yeah. part when something gruesome happens. Uh huh. <laughs> See how that lined up. Um. So, uh, the room is pretty dark. Uh, Luca's mask sitting on the victim's chest. Um, straddling him. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not gonna get. Okay. Off so the there's a. I'm not. Oh, let's get let's get it popping. So. The victim is, the victim has a scarf over his face and he had over his mouth and his eyes over his face and he is tied naked to this bed. And he's obviously on, un- he's not, he's not damaged yet and he's visibly like alive. There's do we have movement. To describe it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it because we're here and we're a true crime podcast. It's what we do here, man. What? I'm just uncomfortable. Are you? Yes. You shouldn't I, be. This I'm is- flashing back to watching it and it was just not. I mean, this is what we do. You know what? So it is. A, it is a particularly brutal video, and so we. Fair warning, disclaimers. If you want to skip disclaimers, forward. if you if because <laughs> social workers I gotta, in I gotta the room. I got to do this. I got a disclaimer because it does get brutal. Like social workers in the room. So if uh, descriptions of violence, murder, abuse, um, lack of disregard for human life, 
triggers you, makes you feel uncomfortable. If you don't go to true crime for the brutal parts of it, like I do, if you go for the more informational parts of it, you might want to skip ahead like about I do. five minutes. <laughs> right. Okay. So it is a dimly lit room. Uh, and we have, we have a masked man right now. I was just a guy in a purple hoodie straddling his chest. So this is the part where I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, so what I, so he gets up. We're, we are so struggling with this yeah. and we need to, we need to make moves. So <laughs> I'll push through. So he, he gets up and he takes this screwdriver and right. raises so, it. Well, I want to. We've is did. the body moving at this part? Because I think no. at the beginning it was. In the be- because then, it's 10 minutes long, so but obviously this happens in, in, in you need more than 10 minutes to do the things edited, he did to, right. dese- to you know, desecrate this body. So I just want to say the body is not moving at this point. He gets on top of it and, and he, he has starts, a screwdriver. He starts plunging the screwdriver into his chest, into his stomach, over and over and over again. And then he... Uh, do it. No, yeah, at a later point, he, he goes and he removes the scarf. He, the camera moves with us. He goes and removes the scarf from the victim's head, and the victim is shown to be Lin June. Yes. And at this point, he is, his neck has already been cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he starts to, again, he starts to attack and further damage this body after he's already taken Lin June's life. Right. Whoo! Um. Can we, can we leave it? We can leave it there. No, we can't. We're gonna talk about the parts later. So then he's no, we're not. Yes, when he when he mails them. Well, this is the video. We've already started the video. Why are we uh, gonna stop? We know what's yeah. gonna happen. That's not the important part. So <laughs> <laughs> moving down the body, um, he takes a steak knife and he starts to make cuts to June's arms and his legs. Um, and it's, like I said, June has been. <laughs> we're both. <laughs> struggle like it's hard you guys so no he we we see that loon that lynn june's head has been he's been decapitated Decapitated. and the killer in the video picks up he rolls the head around a little bit just to kind of show us like this is what i've done yeah he did and then he flips over the body and okay so he starts cutting he starts cutting i can't do this he starts cutting (laughs) out the body i can't so we don't that all I've listened to other podcasts. They don't have they don't go into it. We don't have to. But either way, he cuts into the muscles. You know, he starts cutting off limbs, and he starts to rub his crotch against them. Yes. And then he flips over the body, and then uses a bottle to um. <laughs> sodomize and sodomize. I can't. And then yeah, and then he uses he penetrates the death. It's. And then I'm still begging for a tap out. Move on, move so on. So we're tapping out, and then he we. So there's just displays of cannibalism here. It's gruesome. Um, necrophilia. He yeah. even he cuts off Lin Jun's hand and uses it to pleasure himself. There is there a is lot of a lot of sickness yes. here that's happening. A lot of um a lot of untreated and uncontrolled thoughts and unchecked mm-hmm. behaviors that are ramping up and escalating to this very moment. And here. this is over a long period of time. And no point does this man stop. He continues to desecrate this body. And unfortunately, this is what happens. And this is what happens. <sighs> <laughs> Where's your alcohol? I'll have some later. <laughs> I. I'm gonna watch Demon Universe right now. No, it becomes it becomes a thing. I want to be a crystal gem. <laughs> you want to be a crystal gem so <laughs> At this bad. Moment. So, this video goes online. Yes. And the next day, an attorney from Montana, you know, views this video, um, and decides to report it to Toronto Police because that's what you do when you see things like this. When, when videos are, don't get me wrong, we all we all love a fucked up video. I I've seen crazy injury videos because I like cringing, so I'm like, I don't. Oh, Oh, that's terrible. Like if it's if someone doesn't die, so like I off a trampoline breaking things, nah. No, so like I've seen like I play, I played basketball, so I've seen some pretty gruesome injuries. So I've had teammates fall and like their kneecap end up behind their knee, like things like that. So I'm like those things don't bother me. But if there are videos of people very clearly murdering someone, please tell some fucking body. I'm, don't sit here and <laughs> I don't like those basketball videos when I see ankles completely break and like, yeah, no, 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 no. So that's not a me thing. But if you do, it's important that you do report it. Don't think it's a gag. It is not. And so the, it was reported to Toronto police. It was reported to the sheriff, to the FBI, you know, do, doing your due diligence is right. what this sounds like. Um, and, but nothing happens because, <laughs> because they thought it was a gag. They didn't think it was real. 
Um, it was. <sighs> they they really did. They didn't think it was a real video. They thought it was just fake. So they moved on until. You go ahead. I'm, I'm tired. Okay, so just at the 10 a.m. on May 29th, the police in Montreal were called to a residential Where? building. Montreal. <laughs> Why do you pronounce it that Montreal, way? because I'm Haitian. I can't Montreal. say it. I'm I like, at the whole time before off mic, she was saying Montreal about going on a trip to Montreal. And I'm like, what is, is that like a New York park? No, I'm pretty sure Lake? it's a Caribbean thing. That's probably, there are words I cannot say to this day, like spaghetti. I did good there. Anyways, um... They are called to residential building. The janitor, um, his name is Mike Nadu, Nadu, uh, made a gruesome discovery of a human torso in a suitcase, um, at this building. This is true. Huh? I was like, this is true. Right. <laughs> Which building was it? I'm not saying all that. <laughs> Come on. I'm not gonna try to say that. I was like, you just skipped it over it. I went right past it. <laughs> so this is when things start getting crazy. And this is, right. this, but this is, Every we talk about killers all the time and the mentality behind murder. And people like Luca think they're smarter than everyone. They think they're they're outsmarting you. They think they're better than you. They think they're quicker than you. They're better they're better at strategizing than you. But they also want to test you just to prove that they are as good. So of course, what you're going to do is you're going to taunt the people who are going to be looking for you. And so Luca, in a very strange display of like egocentrism, narcissism, self-centeredness, self-importance, decides that not only is he going to just put the video online, but he is going to send people gifts. Which he does (laughs) several (laughs) hours later, 6 p.m., nearly 200 kilometers away, the Prime Minister Stephen Harper's Deputy Chief um, of Staff, Jenny Brain. Opened what she thought was a harmless package, removed that pink tissue, removed the garbage bag, and she discovered something inside that smelled awful. Terrible. Wouldn't it? Don't you think it would? I think it would. Uh, it It was probably not delightful. This is why I don't trust all packages that come to my house ever. You never know. It was, uh, and my favorite thing about this is he was kind of sweet. You know, he kind of, he marked it with a heart, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that's not funny well anyway she called the police immediately he was, like, he was like i was thinking about you oh no 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 i've been thinking that's, about no. you you know no anyways no. police were called and it was a separate foot um a whole ass foot the whole ass specifically foot. his left foot and then another package containing a left hand was intercepted at a canadian post uh Postal service, you guys yeah. know this. I was gonna, I'm gonna call it the USPS, but that is not where no, we are today. No, no, no. We're in a processing, uh, processing facility addressed to the Liberal Party. So the first, the first one went to the Conservative Party. The next right. one went to the Liberal Party. So who was he's he covering all his, he's covering like, all his bases. because like, when I first said, I was like, okay, conservative, maybe he's like more liberal, and I was like, oh no, them too. Okay, he got the Liberals. All right, so who are you mad at? What are you doing? But he sent to, to both. Mad at everybody. He's just an independent. He's Bernie Sanders. He just can't, can't, <laughs> can't, can't decide who he's more mad at. So. But so, and what the funny part is that you did mention, you did mention the janitor that found the suitcase with the torso in it. Mm-hmm. But the janitor saw the suitcase on May 25th, the day that the video went up. It went up. And, and did nothing about it. Nothing, it didn't no. check it out. Didn't want to look at it. Like, it was like, well, I mean, it was a suitcase. So, he did left you, it. like, immediately, like, say anything? It was within, it's with trash. No, so. you know, I mean, I guess, I guess what it, it, got, it didn't get picked up because just much like if we have a snow day here in the Northeast, <laughs> like if it just happens to fall on your garbage day, they just don't come back. Right, right. <laughs> and then you just have an overflowing garbage. So if you see like trash, like it just, oh, it must just not gotten picked up. They'll get it the next time right. they come around. So, I mean, I get the janitor was doing his thing, but like, whatever. Cause I don't think I would think about it until I got closer and it was a couple of days later and it smelled really bad where I'm like, okay, wait something a like, because I have never smelled a dead body before. So I can't, I, I can't, I identify that scent but i can imagine because i've watched enough movies and documentaries that the reaction means it is foul as fuck and like i hate when you ever have something go bad in your fridge have you ever smelled like a dead rat that like dies in the wall like Like when i when i lived in the projects like rats died everywhere and like (laughs) and like they got caught in traps in like the wall or something like like you know leave poison out and then they die like Running or trying to get back to a safe place. I mean, and that little thing smells, so imagine a whole human body. A whole human body. And and this is May, so it's not like it's wintertime, so it's being cold and right. frozen and preserved. It is like, it's a good 68 it's to 75 degrees outside. You know, and it's in a suit. It's just back alley. So the police... um 
they show up because of this janitor and they're searching the scene. They start discovering human remains. They find bloody clothes, uh, paper identifying the suspects, you know, and just sharp objects all over this back alley, all over the alley. They're finding these things. And then they start searching surveillance video, which would, so you, you wish you would have like two teams of this. Like you scour in the back. We're going to look at the, the cameras. Camera because right. Split, split up. The I feel time. like, I feel like cops always do this. We're like, well, let's all jump into one place. Cops lack <laughs> all efficiency 20 of us when they need it. When they need it. And so they checked the surveillance cameras and it showed a suspect bringing several garbage bags outside and it matched the suspect. Who is the suspect? Luca Magnata. Well, Luca is his name now. Whatever. His name is no longer Eric. It's Whatever. just not a thing. He, but he he's deserve. like, I'm a Russian. and <laughs> He doesn't deserve. Well, he paid for it. <laughs> so now the police go up to his apartment and they go search his apartment. And in this apartment, what do you think they found, D? A bloody scene. Um, I think they found a freezer full of blood, a mattress with blood in it. Just a whole gruesome scene there. So something apparently had happened, but apparently he had moved out. He and had he cleaned out. Once again, Luca Magnata is gone before you show up. <laughs> he expects you to find him. He was gone. He expects you to show yes, up. He, he wants you to show up. Just to show again, to show that he has once again bested you. I am a genius. My IQ is 145. Everyone <laughs> in the police department must have one of 80. If you were anyone of substance and anyone of intelligence, you would have caught me three weeks ago, but here we are. Bloodied messes and mattresses and refrigerators, you dirty bitches. Get in. I'm losing myself. You. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I was like, you dirty bitches. I'm about to start reading everybody down. Like, you fucking pigs. You don't even know. <laughs> it's just like, Come back. Do Canadians call cops pigs? I don't think. I think that's an American thing. Yeah, I feel like it's a very the brutality American. here. I mean, pig, pig. that started. From That's what I mean, pigs. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't think it's a Canadian thing. It might be. Do I feel they, like I should. That should have been. That should have been some police brutality. State violence exists everywhere. Let's state it like that. Mm-hmm. Agents of the state perpetuate violence on everyday civilians Citizen. and citizens every yeah. day. Uh, power is a hell of a drug. Um, access to power and lack of accountability is a hell of a drug. So and no one <laughs> like pays attention to who gets this power. Make sure. So they, they find, they find this blood, they find blood everywhere, bloodied mattresses, and they confirmed that the individual who was cut up and the body parts that were sent off and the torso belonged to one Lin Lin June. So at this point, they have identified the body and now they have to search for the suspect who has fled. We, like we said, he's out, he deuces. He bounced. Said, he said deuces and he left. And then, but he did leave a little love letter behind, didn't he not? So, when the body part that was found with the conservative party, that good old foot, the left foot, I guess he put the best foot forward. <laughs> I'm not a comedian. I did not mean to say that out loud. There was a note saying that, you know, he he's shipped other parts other places and that he would kill again. So now the hunt is on for Luca Magnata because of this threat. And a very real threat. Like, he's done it once and... Most behavior like this escalates. Mm-hmm. And so, so they actually issued a warrant, like at this point, and About then time. they notified um, at the countries, I believe, right? Yep. Because they knew that he had fled. I think they they saw a plane ticket, or did they see computer activity? Well, that? there's <sighs> computer activity, uh, purchase plane tickets. So, right. Because Luca Magnata is once again. <laughs> <laughs> He's 145 good. 145 IQ. But he's good. But the thing is that he is smart. It's mm-hmm. he is reckless and he's dangerous and he's inhuman. But mm-hmm. he is smart mm-hmm. and he knows how to cover his tracks. That's why there were no credit card trails everywhere. Sure. Like he knew what to do. Um, but even the time when they're searching for him, body parts are still being shipped places. Uh, <laughs> a package with a right foot was delivered to St. George's School. Another one went to Falls Creek Elementary School. To schools with children. Children. Luckily, these children did not see them. I think because the schools Officials, were closed. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, and it was disgusting. Uh, God, I just I'm so tired of this. <laughs> um, and then on July 1st, uh, Lin Jun's head was discovered uh, at the edge of a small lake in Montreal's um, Ag- Angrenin Park, which is weird because I've been to that park. Oh. I love that park. Oh. And it wasn't until I read about this case where Whoa. I was like, "Yo, I played on those shores." Like, I stepped and I've looked in. I'm like, I wonder how deep this goes. <laughs> and it's it's insane to have a... Yeah, that connection. So they've, they've done this warrant. 
and they've reached out. So it's different countries. So now Interpol's involved because we've got a killer who's starting to kill again, who is on his way. He's moving. And so they put out a red notice. And Mm -hmm. so a red notice is basically like, it's not a, it's like, think about it like an amber alert for dangerous people. people. (laughs) Like it's, it's like, look out for this person because he, he, before Luca was just talking shit about being dangerous. Is that full international? Like it goes. It's Interpol. Everywhere? Like so, Interpol is more. Is, is more it European? It's more European? That's what I thought. Because he I hasn't gone like, that far yet. Right. right. So and so for several days, um, there, his name, his photo was everywhere. It was on Interpol's websites. It was on televisions, and so it, it just requested that you know when you see his ass, like arrest him, and then we, they can extradite him. That's really how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but Magnata booked a ticket mm-hmm. on their passport with his actual name. Right. Again, I think at some point you want to be caught. I feel like yeah. this is exhausting. Right. Um, and he, he's booked a, p- a flight to Paris mm-hmm. on May 25th. So the same day the video went up, Luca Magnata was already on a plane to Paris. Mm-hmm. Again, ahead of everybody else. Right. Knew what he was doing. I'm pretty sure he probably uploaded it from his laptop in the airport yeah, terminal. Probably, like, right. this shit like this is like, don't get me wrong. Like, I did not condoning this type of behavior, but I can't, I can't get ahead of a lie enough. When I'm telling people I don't want to show up to their house. Like, imagine, (laughs) imagine planning this all out. Like, you, you say you don't want to go to the house and then, you know, post a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) So, right, because you got to stay off Snapchat and stuff. But how hard is it to stay off the grid? But he he got in France and his cell phone got traced. So this is now Luca feeling himself patting his pastry just a little bit too much. And now he's getting sloppy. So now his cell phone got traced to a hotel. Uh, but by the time the cops arrived, he missed. <laughs> I'm where telling he is. you, it's like the road, like the roadrunner in the coyote. It's just like once the cop almost gets him, he's out again. So he he was gone by then. He had used a fake name. He had used the name uh, Kirk Trammell. Kirk, yeah, which sounds so strangely familiar to me. And I don't know if it maybe this was like a porn actor back in the day. He or was something. named after an actor. With Kirk, no, wasn't he? that's or Eric and. Yeah, his, his, one of his and names Newman. was Kirk. Yeah. It was, but like Kirk Trammell was the name he used. <laughs> um, and he had some friends. He had some, again, probably some fuck buddies. Yeah, I'm guessing internet friends. You know, the, the, the news articles and things will call them contacts and acquaintances and associates. These were probably fuck buddies. These are right. probably people who paid him on cam and he was like, fly me out. Why don't you fly me out? Fly me out to Paris. I go to Paris. I'll come to sleep with you. It's cool. And I feel like these are his associates. These are these contacts Probably. he had. I wonder who they are and like where they are now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we fucked up. Oh Lord. So, so no, so he, they were, they were following these leads around and that's, mm-hmm. and then there's even one guy who had let Luca Magnata stay with him for a few nights without mm-hmm. even knowing who he was. Now, mm-hmm. people this stupid, do you not turn on hotels? See, when I go to hotels, the first mm-hmm. thing I do when I relax in a hotel room is what? Turn on the television. like once you're relaxing like even if you're not paying attention to the tv you're on your phone like Mm -hmm. the first thing you do is turn the just so there's background Background noise noise. because there are people in the hallways walking by making Mm -hmm. noises so you want to be gone gone but apparently he didn't (laughs) so luca magnata again once trying to stay ahead of the police trying to stay ahead of the authorities hops on a bus bound for berlin germany Mm -hmm. i'm sorry berlin (laughs) they gotta say it you gotta say it properly i've been corrected several times talking about this case Really? With friends and coworkers, they're like, "It's oh. in, in Connecticut. There's a town called Berlin, but in Germany, it's Berlin." <laughs> I never differentiate the two, but clearly. But fate, God, the universe, Lynn June's snitching spirit. Thank Jesus for it. Finally, showed some grace, showed some light on this case, and on June fourth, two thousand twelve, Magnata was apprehended by Berlin police mm-hmm. at an internet cafe while uh, reading a, is news that stories. Like just like a cafe with Wi-Fi. Yeah, you never, you don't remember internet cafes? They were thing here too, in like California, New York. It was just a, it was a cafe. You served coffee, drinks, uh, light snacks, but it also had access to the internet. So you'd have computers in there. You don't remember these things? So if you didn't have a laptop, you'd go to a computer. They had them in the malls all, everywhere. You'd go and there'd just be rooms like gaming, we g- gaming cafes. Yeah, in Waterbury, oh. Danbury, they just have gaming cafes. It'd be places you'd go, you'd, you'd, you'd play computer games, internet computer games. Never have I ever. Well, that's unfortunate. I went to the so, library. So he got apprehended. Well, there were libraries for people who couldn't get downtown, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> he was apprehended in an internet cafe Reading news stories about himself, himself which is so Luca. That's so Luca. Of course it was. In true Sex in the City fashion, <laughs> Luca Magnata was, 
that's just, that's, you're so you're so Carrie. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. not funny. So they're finally relaxed. They they bring him back to Canada, um, where he now has to face all this stuff. At this time, this is actually when they find <laughs> all this the, stuff. <laughs> all this stuff that he, this is actually where they find. Actually, is when they find like the human hand at the elementary school. It's around yeah. this time when he's being brought back, um, and he used the return address of Carla Homolta's sister, just so you know, Lori. So I, where would he find that? That's not hard to find. I'm sure. No, that... but because at this point her case went down, and usually during these cases, family member changes names. Sometimes, not always. No, like sometimes, like if with a, with a name like Hamoka, I would change my name. Like I have a very common last name, so like if someone in my family started killing folks, I'm like that could be any of them, you know? <laughs> like I'm not changing. I I have a brand. I can't. <laughs> I can't change my last name now. What do I look like? So he arrived at Quebec's um, airport under a watchful eye of several Montreal police officers. Montreal. Listen! <laughs> Leave my Haitian accent alone. Montreal? Montreal? Montreal. It's Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. It sounds like Montreal? It's, it sounds like it's somewhere in India, like the way you say it, Montreal. Like it sounds like you're you're not trying to pronounce an Indian that... name. No, it's just my accent. You know, you and your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he he like comes in with a whole bunch of people. Oh god. Uh, two days just... later <laughs> two days later, you're pre- briefly in person, um, as court dates were set for his preliminary he- hearings. From March 2013, where he required, requested, sorry, a trial by jury. Yeah, so this bastard, <laughs> with all this evidence, shows up and is like, yeah, well, he doesn't show up. He, first, it was a video. It was a video because he's dangerous and he's, <laughs> and why give him, why give why him give his him day, his thing. actual day in court? And he, right. so he could plead not guilty, uh, through, through, he's pleaded not guilty through his lawyer, which is disgusting. It's just, it's just so weird. It's so weird to me. I like to love yourself and to hate yourself so much to the point that Luca Magnata did. It makes me super happy because it makes for an interesting case. But even in this time, so Luca is super hard to deal with and his case is very hard to defend right. <laughs> because the motherfucker recorded himself committing the crimes right, right, right. <laughs> and then they show him disposing of the remains. <laughs> So people are resigning left and right. Like people are like jumping ship. They're like, "There's nothing we could do here." Like, right. as a defense attorney, I want to be one of those back in the day. Me too. So as a defense attorney, your job isn't to to prove that they didn't do it all the time. Sometimes your job is to make sure they get they the most lenient sentence possible. Lenient, or they don't get well, the death penalty, right. which I don't think um, it was not a thing. For him, in Canada you can't at the time. say he didn't have enough evidence because it was there. If he got if this happened in Texas, he'd he'd get the needle. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. Like, yeah, that wouldn't mean, be a problem. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like, okay, bye. You sit up there with all those, like, those Texas cowboys and good old Christian ladies. And not only that, but he's a gay, gay guy killing yeah. He would have. A gay and somewhat flamboyant and feminine right, gay, guy. gay guy. Burn him. <laughs> like, right? They'll pray for you. Like, oh, bless his heart. We're going to pray for him, but put him down. I mean, this is the one time that I may agree with Texas because. So they tried. So once once everything started, um, once the trial started in September of 2014, they tried so many ways to try to diminish his responsibility in this. They tried so many ways. And the obvious way to go in this would be what? Mental illness. And that's what they did. They brought in all these experts, all these psychologists, all these psychiatrists to to test and analyze and examine Luca Magnata's show. Like he is mentally incapable of committing these heinous acts. But we obviously saw that he is, in fact, very capable. Right. Um. So they. Re- this is where they reiterate a lot of his already diagnosis and how it relates to the trial. Um. Of the schizophrenia. They, this is isn't this where they mention the borderline personality disorder? This is as when it really well. starts coming up. This yep. is where they start mentioning the borderline person personality disorder. Oh God, it is a struggle today, as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's because we started off describing that body, and now I can't say Montreal, but here we are. Your body, yaddy, yaddy. But alas, that really didn't do anything to the case. They 
they said he was <laughs> he was comparable and like they, he understood what was going on despite all these mental illness i mean it doesn't take away the fact that he was mentally ill and there was something going on but the crime that he committed committed was so heinous was heinous was so brutal. i mean the <sighs> See, as as you you as well as a social worker, as a person who advocates for mental health and mental wealth, there there are levels there are levels here. So we have so many things to go through. Um, uh, so they they hired some they hired these these professionals, and some of, one, only one of them was independent. So Dr. Roy was independent, right? So he was the borderline personality disorder, histrionic traits. We talked about histrionic traits, people who are seeking fame, seeking um, affirmation. They'll act out sexually. Um, so we have that borderline personality disorder is where people will detach. And, we, you know, people, it's a thing. Um, and then we have antisocial personality disorder, whereas you do not want to. You do Your first instinct is not to attach. It's not to. you. Right. There's no attachment. You, the emotional, empathy, like social, yeah, empathy, all of that those is... kind of feelings, those social feelings, those social cues don't exist for you. Um, paranoid schizophrenia. Um, and we, we talked about that. And they, so we had a few people from, uh, from the crown, which is like the prosecution for right. us Americans, but like pushing these, like, please say, but it these... was a lot. It was a lot. They were trying to push onto right. this. Like it was, that's why I didn't go into deep because there was so much that they were trying to push onto the case with him having all these different disorders. But at the end of the day, he did what he did and he videotaped it. Well, I mean, yeah. So for us, like, yeah, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. But we, but they were, they were pulling things up that showed that he was obviously diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia right. from the time he was a teen. And not only that, those, the symptoms of that, cause he wasn't taking his meds were exacerbated by his illegal drug use. Like he is obviously, you know, like he's out here partying. He's out here, you know, doing all kinds of lines of things, popping pills, drinking. So all these, like, there's a lot of things that, that get escalated and are correlated. You know, you're, mm-hmm. when you take drugs, when you're taking things that are psychotics, um, when you're taking antipsychotics, I'm sorry, you can't mix them with anything else. Like, obviously it's like, you have a full stomach, but they're not going to tell you to drink it with alcohol. You drink it with water. So. Um, so just saying that, you know, all these things were, they were exacerbated. He was been untreated. Like, and because of that, like, he just is not in control of himself. He just was not aware of his actions. His idea of what is right and what is wrong was blurred. Those lines, his, his moral compass had been destroyed because his reality was not real. And unfortunately, for, if you ask me my opinion, mm-hmm. I want to say that he needs help. I want to yes, say that he for, should be, I feel sure. like his, his sentence should have and should be something where he is in a, in a criminal a mental hospital yeah. where there isn't, you know, where you're not getting walks outside and, you know, fresh air and, you mm-hmm. know, life coaching and you need to be locked up and treated. But like, there's, I don't, I don't like, know how the system works in Canada. Though. I'm not a death penalty person. I'm just not that person anymore. Like back in the day, sometimes, well, see, back in the day it used to be like, I, I, I just don't want those things in my hand. Like I could never be a prosecutor mm-hmm. and, like at, when, the, when the judge is like, "What are you know? What are you seeking here?" I'm like, "We're seeking the death penalty." I mean, I don't think for Luca, if I was a prosecutor, I would even hesitate with a death penalty, and I just think it should be death. Really? Yeah, I I'm not really necessarily pro death penalty, but what he did was so bad and so grave to me that it, like you deserve it. Like I don't even want anyone's money even if it's two cents to go into your livelihood your treatment like you don't deserve there's so many other people that deserve those resources that don't get it and then we're putting it into you who desecrated a body like i think this i'm not really pro or for death penalty like i i'm still like at the gray line where i can't decide mm-hmm. because there are people like this where i'm just like oh no he needs to go see i i think so. like it's as it's a weird. social worker i clearly see he needs help like you do right but i'm like do you deserve no, do you deserve, like, there's a, but we, we've had conversations about this. I think we, it stemmed from Michelle Blair, right. where it's like, what's right, what's legal, and what's just are not always the same thing. Justice, we, we conflate justice to be with a courtroom, and then we hear, like, you know, vigilante justice, like, oh, he got what he deserved. That's what justice really is. Like, is like, <laughs> getting, well, that, getting, that- you know, some kind of, um, retribution or payback. Right. Well, that and then like also what I have to mention, because I'm going to mention it at the end of this, what, you know, his father said about, you know, he gets to live at the end of the day. He gets to live. Well, yeah, and I mean, the there's son, a, you know, well, that's the that's thing. So that's why like, the, 
But that's why the death penalty is such a thing, because it's not on behalf of the state or the crown if it's Canada. Like, you're not doing it on behalf of yourself. The state is being pressured by the media. Remember, this is all being tried in, in the court of public opinion as well. So this is being tried by the media. And then you also have to take into account the fact that uh, an entire family, friends, loved ones, lost a loved one by the hands of a monster. This is not so much, this isn't a, a car accident where your brakes stop working and you killed someone by accident and now you have to carry that guilt forever. Vehicular manslaughter, still think. But like it's, this is someone who intentionally, you know, lured your loved one to his death and then desecrated his body. Like, and then went so far as to ship his body parts because he kicked with such disregard for your, for your loved one that he shipped his parts everywhere. Right. So as, as the state, like if I was a prosecutor, like I would feel like I had no choice but to bring the death penalty. Like that right. would make sense for me. Right. But because this is all premeditated as well. It's yes, not like he didn't yes. know what he, it wasn't a passion crime and he, he was like, trying to I hide it. I feel like with the cat stuff, he was practicing. Right. Like he wasn't trying to, he wasn't trying to cover it up. Like it wasn't like he shipped these things to America to hide the, to hide the body parts or Mm -hmm. sunk it to the bottom of a lake. He was purposely taunting everyone. And I feel like the disregard for the head where he doesn't even ship the head is literally him acknowledging that this person doesn't matter. And so, because he didn't ship the head, preserve the head. It's like almost like this is, because you know, a person's face is their personality. It's, it's who they are. You know, it, it identifies them Mm -hmm. right into the water. Just chuck it because, like, like what disregard. is disregard, and also it's, like, it's a weird thing because he's not in a briefcase. It didn't do anything because he's not like he's not Jeffrey Dahmer. No. Like he's not where he Jeffrey Dahmer was ill in, in the sense that he was looking for consistent, constant companionship, um, albeit quiet companionship, where he wanted to preserve things. Luca Magnata was a destroyer. He was a predator, and he's a. He just doesn't care about life. And so, either way, Magnata chose not to testify at his own trial and let everyone speak on his behalf. And so, after 12 weeks, including 10 weeks of testimony, a jury of eight women and four men (sighs) decided to deliberate. They closed, they went behind closed doors and examined all the evidence, reheard testimonies. Um, Eight days later, they returned with the verdict of guilty, of guilty on all charges. All charges. McNaughton will serve a mandatory life sentence. Is serving a mandatory life sentence and will be eligible for parole in twenty five years. Why is that a thing? Now wait a second. <laughs> on all the other charges that were brought up on Luca Magnata, he also has to. He's serving nineteen years uh, for Co- them. Right, but why even bring up parole? Like you're not leaving goodbye. Like don't but this, even. This is can, this is Canada. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think I don't think that um. Canada, what is this a boot? I don't I don't know if Canada offers life without parole. Like I don't, I don't know, know if that's a thing either. Um, but I know no, they do. And they I do? think the leniency really came from this the fact that he's mentally ill. I think. <sighs> um, because it's again sentencing is not on the jury. No, Sentencing no. is on, on the, the judge, court. yeah. Well, it's on so courts, yeah. it's it's at the it's at the court and judge's discretion. Like if a if, now mind you, if a judge wanted to say he serves no time, that's a thing. But it also can be challenged, obviously. Correct. So there is there is you know there is appeal filed. Um, he tried it. Right. He claimed he claimed that the verdicts are unreasonable and unsupported by evidence, and but there was nothing but there, fucking evidence. evidence You're allowed to appeal life sentences and death sentences as often oh, until you run out, right. until the day you <laughs> until the day you die. Um, but he withdrew his appeal on February 18, 2015, realizing that it was going nowhere and that his attempts were moot. Moot. Now, so because you, you love the sweet shit, but, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Well, I'm going to save that for last. Because you trying to end on a high note? Yeah, I'm trying to end on a high note, but I want to talk about where this fool is now. He's currently sitting up in jail getting fat. <laughs> but uh, getting all fat, you know, fat, fat, eating uh, breads and you desserts. You know, because I'm a mess. I'm gonna pose that picture of what he looked like now, because I don't care. He, you know, if you can't keep up with your with your cosmetic surgeries, and if especially if they were done by less than upstanding and accredited doctors, of course you're gonna start to sink and slump, well, and you're gonna get like, look, that prison weight, them prison loaves, those carbs, <laughs> they'll catch you, especially if you ain't lifting. This ain't American prison, sweet. This is Canadian prison. I don't know what they do up there. Well, as of late 2015, he got married, I believe, in 2015 to another inmate. So he's currently married and currently... Fat and happy, I guess. Fat, happy eating. What do you love? 
If you don't hurt me. Uh, which leads into, you know... Before we go into the nice part, can I just say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Man, fuck Luca Magnata. <laughs> like, fuck him for real. I mean... <laughs> Before we move on to the sweet shit and it's his mama... It's not sweet. And, I'm just reading Well, it's not sweet, but, it, but, there, but there, is a, there is a there is a grace yeah. that is shown by this family that he does not deserve. Well, by... I feel like by the mother. By the so, mother. Yeah, to be fair, mothers... mothers Feelings and opinions are so often taken into account, especially when it comes to cases mm-hmm. of someone's son. Mm-hmm. Moms are always kind of like the lifted voice. And when it comes to broken homes or when it comes, I'm not broken homes, sorry. When it comes to, um, hurt daughters or killed little girls, the dad's voice seems to be the one that seems to echo the loudest. Dad, I will talk about it in a little bit, but, uh, again, fuck Luca Magnata. Yeah, um, fuck him with a 10, like a, Barbed wire covered baseball Every, bat. Right, right. I don't. I don't advocate uh, extreme violence against people, but like again, in like, this case, it's justified. I mean, we like I said, metaphorically, in, fuck him with a barbed wire covered baseball bat. Right. I mean, like I said, in part of my mind and Charnel's mind, we both acknowledge that there is mental health that plays a part of this, but still, it's still a gruesome way to die, and no one deserved, including Lin June. At the end of the day, mom, his Lin Jun's mother, felt bad for him. Um, Luca's father was really upset by this court case as well. I think he fainted as well when yeah, he, he, was, he was. There was a, it's a lot to take in because right. we talked about this uh, with Michelle Blair, and she's still my favorite case we've done. I mean, yeah. Um, it's just because like we, we, we retelling is reliving, you right. know. So you've lost your son, and then you have to sit in court for twelve weeks mm-hmm. and lose your son every day. Right. There's no point where your day is silent, where your day is quiet, where someone's not asking you about your son's death, mm-hmm. where no one's going over the details of his brutal murder and dismemberment. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course, at some point, you are going to be like, "Wow." Both fa- both fathers were like, "Wow." It was Luca's father, I think, was there at the trial as well. So we have right. to say, like, not only the victim's family is a victim, but like. You know, Luca's family is also victimized. Right, there are there are victims on both sides. Now, mind you, like not to the same degree, but like you have to understand that you are learning something new about your child. You're learning something that your child just just there's a certain type of feeling of responsibility that right. What did we miss? Um, and as his father is also again struggling with uh paranoid schizophrenia. I'm sorry, no borderline personality disorder. Um. And so, like, think you know, just dealing with his own mental health issues and feeling a way, like, maybe this is hereditary, which mental health can be. Um, is this hereditary? This is something we didn't get checked in time. I should have paid more attention. I shouldn't let him move away. There's so many things that go into this. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, the parent's statement. So I'm just going to read the father's statement about it, which, like I said, holds true. And this is what I hold in my heart when I think about this case and why it upsets me. So this is what his father said. Um, he said, I am also told that for the next years, a prisoner would be housed, his bed provided, his food prepared, doctors made available, and psychiatrists to listen to him and give him medication when he needs to tell them um, what he feels, that he feels bad. No one will house us, feed us, provide doctors. Lin Jun will never be there for us. We do not want to tell a story because it is too sad to repeat. We cannot talk much about Lin June without talking about his murder. The murderer has robbed us not only of Lin June, but our ability to think and talk about him without feeling pain and shame. So that's from Lin June's father's mouth. Powerful words. Yes, um, it is. It's something to think about. That's, you know, and like I said, the way that Lin June went, that's the feeling. They can't talk about it because how do you say? How do you say that my son's body was, you know, desecrated, was really dismembered and violated violated. by another human being's body parts by wine bottles? Like, yeah, how do you, how do you, like, you could never, like, it's not, and you know, there's a certain, with the culture, a certain type of pride, a certain type of thing. They had the expectation for Lin June to take care of them because in their culture, their children take care of them in old age. And now it's just left to the sister. I mean, also in that culture, they put more emphasis on boys Men, yeah. naturally, but um, the expectation is for the kids to take care of him, and they don't have that. So you took away his care system, his son, the son that was going to provide opportunity for the family by going to school in America, and you're in jail getting it's married. Canada. And huh? You're in school in Canada. 
Oh, right, sorry. And, <laughs> I was like, you realize, yeah. you jumped countries quick. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and he went to school in Canada, who was supposed to bring opportunities. And then you have Luca, who's in jail, getting fat and getting married. As in whatever weird seven. But you, but there is something to rest in, is that Luca's idea of love, no matter how much treatment he's gotten, I'm sure, um, being institutionalized, his idea of what love is and what love feels like is not the same love that we can imagine, the same love that we dream about and aspire to enjoy. And, you know, I, you know, and so it's, so, I mean, I rest on the fact that Luca will never ever be free. And I think if you, especially when you're talking about in terms of like the freedom and independence that we enjoy, right. um, losing that part of your life is major and having to build a, whatever semblance of a life he's trying to build within those walls. I think he feels that every day and I hope he feels that every day. I and hope. I pray to God that the meds they have him on make him lucid enough that he does feel That's that every day. That's the key because if he's and not, then he's I don't want him it. sedated. I no. want him to be aware and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coherent. Right. You know, so fuck Luca Magnata. Yes. Um, shout out to the police who actually got it popping at the end. Um, yeah. cause Y'all. He could have. He could have murdered somebody else. And like also, and as to. well, shout out to the animal rights folks in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> right? They, they because did the all, most. Because from so the much. Cat. A lot of the things that we're seeing in the case, a lot of the like all the evidence and things like that. There, are, some of it came from them. Right. Like the fact that they, these are to display that this is a pattern of behavior. Like this right. is what we've been this tracking. Is not gonna stop. So shout out to y'all for working harder than a, than a murderer. Uh, <laughs> right. But this is that was Luca Magnata, guys. Yeah. Um, a piece of shit, a mentally ill person who unfortunately did not find the help he deserved or needed, sorry, um, before things got out of control. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see what uh, our next killer is made of. The next one are we going to do, we had a listener's choice. Remember? Oh, my God. I'll send it to you again. I remember this. This is, <laughs> is going to like this time we going way back. We're going way back. We're... That means books. And oh, reading news it. articles, they don't exist. Um, but this <laughs> I, is gonna be it. this is gonna be an interesting one for me. I love history. So. Me too. This is probably where I'm gonna like it a little bit more. I know. I love the brutal shit. You know me. I love the graphic. I mean, things. I like the history. Thank you for brutal. I do not like brutal. I'm cringing, and I'm gonna go hug my like boyfriend and eat an ice pop and watch Steven Universe. You need an, an ice pop. You grown ass woman. I know. Right now, I need to regress a little. I mean, don't do it like Luca did. So, where can people <laughs> find you in the timelines, D? Oh, you can find me at D underscore light four on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you could also hear me every Wednesday on Unspoken Citizen Podcast. It's a political podcast. Oh, just by the way, we also do a charity every um couple months from March to October, starting with Women's History Month down to October to Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We collect funds for um, women who are homeless, who need feminine products. It's something that is really not spoken about, but really mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. People don't acknowledge that women do need still feminine products. We have our periods, even if we're homeless, even no matter what situation. And even as somebody who's sheltered and has funds, Feminine products are expensive and not easily accessible at all times. So we uh, collect funds for that, and we usually donate to shelters. Last year, we did Shelter Now in Meriden, so we plan to do more shelters in the area. So definitely check out our GoFundMe. Um, There'll probably, be a link in the, in the show. show yeah. So if you guys could support that, how about you? Where could they find you? Wait, let's, let's wait for it. All of them. No, so you can find me on social media in three places. It's Instagram, Snapchat, and on Twitter. It's at Charnel B. It'll be in the show notes. You can hear me every Monday on Boys Love Beyonce. Bam. You can hear me every Tuesday on What About Your Friends. Bam. Yeah, and then obviously here every other Monday. What did you do? Um, building an Empire. Hardest working podcaster in the game. Hardest working. The Beyonce of Connecticut. podcasts. Nah, I think in general. Black gay podcast. Nah, you don't even, you could give yourself, you're on four. I don't know anyone who's on four. I, I probably find them though. Probably, there's probably like a, there's probably like a club or a Facebook page or something where they all talk shit about each other. <laughs> um, cause that's what podcasters do. No, so you guys find us there. Find us on the interwebs. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at what did you do pod and on Instagram at what did you do pod. Like us on Facebook. You can find us on www.facebook.com slash backslash what did you do pod. Find us there, guys. And if you have any cases that you want us to really look into, things you want to hear about that you, you're too lazy to hit Google on, <laughs> feel free to email us at whatdidyoudopod at gmail.com. 
So I don't know. I'm done talking because I'm super hungry and I'm also super grossed out. So because <laughs> there are things you just don't do to people. So yeah, right. until the next time we speak, y'all take care of yourselves. Keep your hands clean. Think pure thoughts. And be careful of who you meet on the internet. Right. Vet these people and let your friends know where you're going. Like that's a yeah, actually, that's you know a thing. what? Pause. Safety, <laughs> safety PSA. Service Back in my hoe days, what me and my best friend used to do, now there's things called find my iPhone and you can share your location all the time with friends who have iPhones. But when they call them safety texts. So if you're going to meet someone because you're an adult and you're, and you have autonomy and agency over your body, you're allowed to have sex and put your the penis in and people who are consenting to having you penetrate them or have you, them penetrate you, you're allowed to do all those things all you want. Um, but there's a safety concern in meeting people on the internet because you do not know who they are, where they came from, or you only know what they've told you and what they've shown you. So your friend should always know where you are. Someone should always know, even if you're lying to your girlfriend about where you're going, you're going to fuck a dude or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Someone should know where you are or where you're going. It's just a safety thing because what happens if you say you're going to the grocery store and you're actually 30 miles away getting dicked down, there's a problem if someone can't find you. Absolutely. Have a buddy in that. Mine used to be my cousin back in my whole Mine days. Mine is my bestie. Have have a person that and turn on those notifications, send the address, send the guy's picture or whoever you're with's picture and any information you know about the person just in case. Yep, you, I absolutely you need phone numbers addresses social media accounts if you have them um app you i'm not laughing app no, I'm username, laughing, but i used to do it all the right, time app username <laughs> no joke. and profile picture. every picture they have sent you you need yep. to send to your best friend i don't care if it's dick pic if it's a puss pic google pic any kind of body marks them. that could be identifying just in case something does happen to you needs to be sent to your friend absolutely it sounds like a lot like a lot of loop, no, hoops to jump through just to go not. get get laid but it's a safety thing because obviously we this show has taught us that people right. are trash right so and until next time guys right. Deuces. Right, bye.